This is day two of the Dream Napkin devotional series. My name is Jason. I am the pastor at Hope City Church. Joining me today is actually my wife, Andrea. Say hey to everybody, Andrea. Hey, everybody. Uh, Andrea is definitely the smarter of uh, the, the, the people in our marriage, so you'll definitely get something out of this. I just want to remind you, uh, that you can follow along each day, these 21 days through the series that we're doing, Dream Napkin at the Church. You can follow along on the church app. Just search Hope City Church Louisville in the app store, or you can just be on the normal iTunes podcast app. Uh, if you subscribe to Hope City Church, then these each day will pop up on your feed and you can listen to them that way. Share them on social media, spread the word, text it to a friend. Uh, hopefully these will help you. All right, so day two. Here we go. Let's do it. Our verse for today is Genesis 13, verses 15, 16, and 17. This is what it says. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Andrea, can you relate to this? Because we have a lot of descendants. Uh, that's exactly right. We have four of them. But anyway, uh, go, God said, and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Genesis 13 is a conversation, really a one-sided conversation, where God is speaking to Abraham. You've probably heard of Abraham. Maybe you grew up in church and sang a song about him. Father Abraham, that's who God's talking to. And everyone loves the moment that God speaks a new dream or a promise in your heart. Nothing is more exciting than new dreams and progress. And that's probably how Abraham felt when God gave him a glimpse of his future. But God knows he needed it because this is actually the second time that God had said something like this to Abraham. The weeks leading up to this conversation, conversation number two in Genesis 13, it was, not, it was not great for Abraham and his family. They had just recently been escorted out of Egypt by Pharaoh. They were kind of taking the walk of shame out of town. They were going in circles. They were looping back around through cities that they had already been through instead of taking new ground that God had promised them. And now to make matters worse... Um, their relative and Abraham's closest friend and confidant, Lot, had left literally for greener pastures. You can go read that story uh, in Genesis chapter 12. And so you have a guy who has a dream in his heart, a dream that we know for a fact was given by God, but now his current circumstances are discouraging, and you know he's got to be feeling uh, probably deflated. And I believe that we can all relate to Abraham's struggles in some way. We've all dealt with failures, we've all dealt with setbacks, and the loss of friends and family. Abraham was probably beginning to doubt himself, if he's anything like, like me, and he was probably beginning to doubt God's promises, so God spoke again. And I find that God's future promises, those moments of inspiration, those moments of, um, you could call it revelation, I guess, when God speaks or inspires you or prompts you or you get something out of the Bible that you know is for you, those moments seem to happen when we're least inclined to believe them. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine this amazing future when the current reality is really depressing, but that seems to be God's favorite time to, to show up and to inspire us or to uh, prompt us or to, to get our hopes up or encourage us. 
It gives us hope. It keeps us from quitting. And whatever the reason he does it, I'm glad he does because he provides a glimpse of what's to come when we need it the most. So do you have a dream for your family, but your current reality is angry spouse and kids that won't talk to you? Do you have a dream for a financial future, but your current reality is paycheck to paycheck, barely making it? Do you have a dream for a life filled with purpose, but your current reality is a dead-end job that is incredibly boring? If so, congratulations. You're in good company. Because the Bible's filled with stories of men and women whose stories help us remember that how it feels now is not how it will always be. Because God has a dream even when our life feels like a nightmare. So Andrea, have there been seasons uh, and, and days in your life where the gap between where you are and where you think God is taking you feels really large? Yeah, I mean, I think I'll just start like super practically. Um, you know, a dream, if I can even kind of share something that you and I talk about a lot, is a dreams about our kids and our family. Yeah. You know, one day that, that there will be this incredible experience of our kids all being grown and kind of coming home for a celebration or a holiday or festivities or something like that. And just that idea that everybody gathers together and there's just this real like incredible moment gets lost in the shuffle of, you know, screaming, fighting, crying, more diapers, um, you know, like all of those day-to-day tasks that in the current season that I'm in, um, being, you know, a mom raising little kids, um, man, that, that dream feels so far away. So for anybody who doesn't know our, our current situation, we'll call it a situation, but for anybody who doesn't know, let's just update them. So we've got four kids. Why don't you run yeah, through them so real quick? Yeah, so we've got Sadie, who is our oldest. She's almost 10. We've got Nora, who is six years old. And then Solomon, who's three years old. And then we've got Zeke, uh, the baby, kind of rounding out the bottom. He's two years old. So, um, so we're, we have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And we're in, you know, really, honestly, like four different stages of parenting. I mean, Sadie is like in her own unique um, age of of. Uh, uh, older elementary kid about to be in middle school. And then Nora is kind of just figuring out um, the school days uh, kind of season. And then the boys, oh my goodness, we've got, you know, Solomon who is like rough and tumble and Zeke who's still in diapers, you know, so like we're kind of spread out over four different stages of uh, kid life. So we have a four bedroom house. And at one time we had two nurseries going on. Yeah. And what you said is true. Like we have very vivid, detailed dreams about what our family looks like when the kids are 30, 27, 24, and 23 or whatever it is. If you just want to pick a time in the future of what that looks like, but our current reality, and you handle it a lot better than I do, but our current reality doesn't look anything like 30, 27, 24, and 23. Yeah, when Zeke is biting Solomon or the girls are fighting over bathroom time, um, it can can really weigh you down thinking about like, will they really get along and love each other one day? You know, that's that's the hope at least. I also think about like financial dreams that we have, that we want to, things we want to do, things we want to give. Uh, but we still have student loan debt. Yeah. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, we were trying to sell a house that we didn't think we could sell. And it was a huge emotional uh, struggle. And I don't know about you, but I know for me that like it all kind of spills over into every category. 
So when you're really discouraged at home, you tend to be really discouraged at work. Or when you're really discouraged in the financial lane of your life, it emotionally affects the spiritual lane of your life. So what are some ways that you try to stay encouraged uh, or try to remind yourself that it won't always be this way? What are some ways you do that? I think a few things. Um, First of all, you know, it's kind of like um, an architect with blueprints. You know, an architect who um, is skilled and, and knowledgeable, they look at blueprints and like instantly can see this finished product of just how solid um, whatever the building or structure is that, that those blueprints represent. And I think, you know, even if God has given us a blueprint, so to speak, like glimpses of what the big picture um, might be for our lives, like we don't always fully envision it or see it um, because we're just limited, you know, in our, in our humanity. Um, so I think, you know, being reminded that like God is the perfect creator, he's the perfect visionary and just trusting, like learning to trust in that again. Um, I find that to be really, really encouraging. And, um, there was actually, this is so cheesy. This will throw back to our, everybody likes nachos. Everybody like, likes Come on, nachos. bring the cheese. Um, throw back to my uh, CCM Christian contemporary music days. Because uh, you worked at a Christian bookstore. I worked bookstore. at a Christian bookstore. Nobody bookstore. knows that. That's Go right. Ahead. It was a big, big impact in my life. Um, there, There's an old Avalon song, believe it or not. And I really, <laughs> I know you're laughing, but the lyrics like um, the dreams I dream for you are bigger than the ones that you're clinging to is as um, silly as that may seem no joke, like honest to goodness. I don't know if I've ever even told you this before. Like that line plays in my head a lot. Um, just as a, a reminder that even the, the, the things that I'm fighting for that I want to see happen, like my sight is so limited in the next three months, like, man, if I could just get this house project finished, you know, like maybe that's like a silly example of a dream, you know, that I'm wanting to see, you know, come about like immediate, um, when I'm reminded that the things that God has for my life are so much bigger, so much more um, than I could ever dream for myself, I find that being really encouraging. I would just add one thing for me, um, because I, I tend to be a little bit introspective. When I'm most discouraged is usually when I n- most need to have a conversation with God. Absolutely. Because he will speak to me. He will uh, give me some nudges and some inspiration. And I think sometimes because we're discouraged and it does spill over into other areas of our life, we, we neglect time with God, but it's that time with God where he usually will encourage us or speak into us or lift us up. And so, and, and I would even add time with friends, you know, when you're the most discouraged, like don't be by yourself because you can start playing all these head games and um, you know, so yeah, I think even in regards to Abraham, like you said, about the time that maybe he loses sight of the dream, or maybe he is so discouraged that we, like Abraham, start to convince ourselves, like, that wasn't God, that didn't really, like, I made that up, no, yeah. no way. And we get convinced that, like, God doesn't have big plans or a big dream, um, for our lives. I, I think if we're having those conversations, um, that God does kind of re-inspire and remind us, um, you know, not to grow weary, um, but, but to hang on and, and that there really is, um, coming something pretty fantastic. So if you're discouraged with where you are and there's a huge gap between where you are and where you think God wants you to be, don't, don't beat yourself up. 
you're you're very much like the the great people in the Bible and most of the people that I know. And so let's end with this prayer today. Here's our prayer for today's Dream Napkin devotion. The prayer is this: God, help me to believe your plans are great when I don't feel great. Help me to trust that you know what you're doing when I don't. Let me say that one more time. God, help me to believe your plans are great when I don't feel great. Help me to trust that you know what you're doing when I don't.